Welcome to Mock It. Liz is a user experience strategist turned project manager committed to human-centered driven approaches and results. She has worked on 20 plus higher education, government, and client-facing websites and software platforms, creating long-lasting user-focused digital solutions. Liz is devoted to equity and strives to celebrate diversity and inclusion in the industry and beyond. Marie is a former visual designer turned agile-loving human-centered design advocate. They have helped government organizations for almost a decade build successful digital products by aligning cross-functional teams around a deep understanding of the user at the heart of their mission. Marie is passionate about improving user experiences while achieving business objectives in harmony. They are also a strong advocate for women in STEM. Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Marie. And this is Mock It, a podcast sponsored by MetroStar, where we take a deep dive look into UX design, trending design topics, and chat with our friends in the field. Let's get started. Yeah, so episode two of season three. Um, if you all have listened to episode one, you'll notice we have a new format. Um, so we're going to get started with that. Um, we're going to have our interviews with our guests or our deep dives into a topic. But before we get there, we're going to have a catch-up round on things in the industry, um, maybe anything from past episode or our lives. And I think this episode, you have something to catch us up on. Yeah, definitely. So um, last time we talked about the CX Summit, mm-hmm. the Customer Experience Summit. And uh, today I want to give a little bit of a recap on the uh, Interagency Accessibility Forum that occurred October 11th through 13th. It was all online via Zoom. Nice. and. Yeah, it, yeah, super right. accessible, uh, n- noting the name. So this uh, conference, um, Zoom, drop-in period meetings, however you want to, forum, however you want to um, title it, it focused on accessibility in general and then also with the intersections of uh, DEIA, which is what they're classifying as, so diversity, uh, equity, inclusion, and then accessibility. So for this particular uh, conference, they focused on everything accessibility and then really with a strong focus on plain language, meaning that anything that the government puts out or really, uh, you know, industry should be doing this as well, making it as accessible as possible. I, I know that, you know, you'll probably talk about this, like we talk a lot on acronyms, we mm-hmm. talk a lot in like, you know, I recently joined a new project. I... And still, ca- it's like acronym soup. Yes. So you're no matter where you go, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what your job is, people throw acronyms at you. So this there's a great focus on making sure that you sort of dialed back a little bit on that to make mm-hmm. sure that you're really reaching your audience and you know not just maybe your main audience that you usually reach out to, but a far a far reaching audience that might not be in the same like cool kids acronym club right like you have to know something right it's not fully accessible or inclusive with the acronyms um so right like you mentioned i went to cx summit the breakout session i went to was about making um equitable inclusive accessible experiences and um out of the takeaways from that the right not talking in acronyms was like the biggest like first snackable takeaway that i grabbed from that conversation um, and like, you'll hear us on the podcast, like, great, we still get caught in that. And then you hear us like, go back, like, great. You said CX summit, customer experience summit. So, right. It's a habit for us to break. Um, 
but we're trying actively to do it and we keep catching ourselves. Um, but right, it, it helps level the field, right? Like you don't have to be like, oh man, what's that acronym? Oh man, do I like have the ability to look it up, right? Because that's where it becomes not accessible. Yeah, and I think as anyone who's listened to uh, this podcast before, you and I have like a special connection to making sure that you know, equity is on our minds. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we focus a lot with equity and design, but also now with this plain language factor, it's not, it goes above and beyond design. It's sort of like more of a 360 Mm -hmm. holistic view. So if something is very accessibly designed, that also includes making sure that, you know, if you have directions on something, if you have like an intro blurb or a website, like the page, everyone Mm -hmm. can follow. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's even taking it to a bigger step that it's not just only accessible of using that product or only um, DE&I is only like a HR issue. All of this stuff is, it's a human issue, right? It's just, it's a full human issue. We need to just do things to make everyone invited. That's a great point. Just breaking down the barriers at each layer that we can. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, sort of the update that I wanted to bring for this week. And then for those who might be interested in the uh, Interagency Accessibility Forum for the future, the um, it's through GSA. And then what you can do is, which is the uh, um, General Services Administration. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> As we're going through <laughs> acronyms. Uh, and it's uh, section508.gov if um, people want to um, look for it uh, you know you can just search um, I, I'm going to say another acronym which I apologize for but if you just search in their search box um, IAAF uh, it'll it'll pop up so people will be able to see the whole rundown and then everything was recorded so I think that it will be um, you'll be able to access it um, yeah either, replay it yeah nice. via, you know either online or via you know you can request it um, to see everything cool Awesome. Well, with that, we'll head into our conversation with Anne. Awesome. Uh, so for today's uh, episode, our guest is going to be Anne McComb. She is MetroStar's Director of Corporate Affairs and the go-to for all things Bloomington, Indiana, which is our headquarter, our second headquarters in addition to our Reston, Virginia headquarters. And she is based in Indiana. Today, we're going to be tar- uh, talking about marketing and marketing in the public sector and assists with strategic efforts of the company through outreach and aids the marketing team during campaigns. Welcome, Anne. Can you introduce yourself and uh, let listeners know how you came to, uh, got your role at MetroStar and joined us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first off, I'm so excited to be part of the Market Podcast. Um, I, I just love all the conversations that I get to listen to you guys have and all the cool people you get to talk to. So it's an honor to be here. Um, so yeah, exactly what you just said. I'm the director of corporate affairs. I oversee strategic growth initiatives for both the marketing team and then our expansion into the Midwest, uh, which is happening through our second headquarters in Bloomington, Indiana. So that's where I am today. Um, and then in my role, I also oversee all of our university partnerships. So I usually get to work with a lot of really fabulous students and professors as well. That's uh, that's super cool. Uh, so one of the things that I I know about you, you have some fun facts of how you came to get your role at MetroStar. Do you want to share with us how you landed your role? Yeah, sure. 
Um, so I first met Ali Manicheri and Debbie Peterson, who is MetroStar CEO, and then Debbie is our Senior Vice President of People and Culture. I first met them all the way back in 2018. Um, so this is when MetroStar was first looking at expanding outside of the national capital region. And Ali had heard some good things about Southern Indiana, specifically Bloomington, Indiana. And at the time, I was working as the vice president of the Bloomington Economic Development Corporation, BEDC. Um, and they reached out to us and said, hey, we've heard some good things about Bloomington. We want to learn more. Check it out. So we brought them out to Bloomington. Um, we did like a whirlwind two-day tour of the community. We had them meet with business leaders local elected officials, um, Indiana University's flagship campus is in Bloomington, Indiana. So they got to meet with a lot of leaders from the university as well. And they just really fell in love with the community. Um, so many of the things that like MetroStar values is part of our like culture code, um, like open, passion, fearless, um, agility, adaptability, all those kinds of things are like kind of the core of who all of Bloomington is. Um, so it was a really nice mesh between this culture of this company and then this culture of this community. Um, so that's why they decided to establish a second headquarters out here back in 2018. Um, and then I stayed in touch with them as they started opening up the office and, and recruiting people here. And then towards the end of 2019, um, they recruited me to come join MetroStar and really help grow and expand the office out here in Indiana and really start to think about um, how we expand throughout the Midwest. Um, so yeah, I've been here since uh, January of 2020 now. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. Um, so not to put you on the spot, but you mentioned some of Metro Star's values and how they were very similar to out there in Indiana. Um, because this is an episode on marketing, can you give us the elevator pitch for Metro Star? Yeah, sure. Um, so MetroStar is a leading digital services and solutions provider for the public sector. Um, so for over two decades, our people have powered innovation by maintaining an unwavering commitment to putting people at the center of every solution. Um, and so our focus on people and technology has enabled us to, to do um, a number of different federal missions in support of them. Um, so everything from helping farmers feed America, ensuring humanitarian aid re reaches refugees, um, and then transforming the way that data is disseminated for the nation's leading data provider. Um, the fusion of our digital services and solutions means faster tailored results for every mission. Um, so that's kind of our, our pitch. We've got a, a great company culture, and we're really focused on supporting the missions of our federal government customers. Awesome. Has that pitch changed since you joined in 2020? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> like, do you, like, right? Because like, we're like, it's a marketing episode. So yeah. like, great. What makes a good pitch? Um, that was fantastic to hear. Um, but yeah, so like, has it changed since you joined? Um, yeah. And what are the pieces of a marketing pitch that make them successful? Yeah. So I think a good elevator pitch kind of has three elements to it. It's like who you are, what you do, and then who you serve. Um, so those are, that's kind of the way I think about it, the, the three big pieces of it. And that who you serve piece, um, for us in the federal government contracting space, it's very mission-focused. So 
How do we support the agencies um, that we do? How do we help them accomplish their missions, whether that's um, supporting the warfighter or supporting, um, you know, making sure humanitarian aid reaches refugees or it's supporting how federal government and citizens interact. Um, It's all very mission focused for us here. Um, So then I think you asked, um, has it changed at all uh, since I joined the company? It's changed a little. Um, Metrosur's culture and the core of who we are has remained the same. Um, but since I've joined Metrostar, uh, we used to call our digital services capabilities. And now we're transitioning into um, really highlighting what we do as services. So there's digital services and then solutions. So Metrostar has two ready-to-use solutions um, Onyx, which is our um, data science solution, and then uh, Quartz, which is our DevSecOps solution. Um, so that's that's changed a little bit just in sort of the language um, and really helping to focus in on the support that we provide our customers by changing that language to digital services and solutions. Awesome. So you touched a little bit on this with um, saying that marketing is very mission focused, but there are different, there are a lot of different types of marketing and marketing differently for different industries. So there's product marketing, service marketing, solutions marketing. There, like I said, a lot, a lot of different ways you can go and ventures that you can use to highlight some of um, Metro Stars capabilities, skills, services. Uh, what would you say? Uh, is the biggest difference with marketing for government contracting versus perhaps marketing in the public sector? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think um, for starters, I think there can be some more restrictions around it. Um, so this is something that you know I think we can dig into even a little bit more later in this conversation. Um, but there's some restrictions around what you can and cannot say as you talk about your current customers, how you're supporting them, how you're helping them to accomplish their mission. Um, So that's one thing that's a little bit different from government contracting spaces versus commercial spaces. Um, And then I think the other piece is uh, there's a little bit of a difference in terms of like, um, when you think about marketing, a lot of times people are thinking about it in terms of helping you to sort of build the growth funnel of helping you to acquire new customers. And if you think about it in the government contracting space, um, there's a variety of different like means of acquisitions to get contracts. But for the majority, um, and for the most part, it's competed. So you are marketing, but your marketing um, doesn't necessarily mean that you can really precisely track. Um, I did this marketing campaign. This person came into my funnel via this means. I can track them across their entire life cycle. And then it resulted in them buying a service from me, right? So it's that's the difference is if it's competed, people will see um, sort of your marketing pieces, um, become more aware of your brand. And then when you go to compete on work, um, like like that's the difference there. It's, the work is competed versus um just, you know, sort of someone deciding that they want to buy your service. Um, So I think with all of that, I'll say like, uh, I think one of the big key things for marketing in the GovCon space is like really focusing on um, brand awareness, brand recognition, and then reputation. So um, these federal government customers that you've supported in the the past, um, 
you know, they, they, you know, have they said good things about you? Have they had good experiences with you? You know, what are your C pars, that kind of thing. So. Oh, actually, uh, um, so yeah. for people who don't want to see par is, could you just uh, give like a little like quick summary of what that means? Yeah, yeah. So it's a con, it's a contractor performance assessment like reporting system. So it's the government basically says like, um, you know, you're doing this work for us, and then um, this is how we feel like you're doing because everything's being, you know, the federal government is supported by taxpayer dollars, and so there needs to be a lot of transparency with that. Um, to make sure that we're, you know, using the public's taxpayer dollars well. And so, you know, as the government contracts with a, a federal government contractor, then they need to report on how they're doing. Um, and then that helps determine um, sort of just how everything's going and where to go in the future. Awesome. I, I have uh, like a two-pronged follow-up. Yeah. Uh, so Maybe I'll be able to answer sort of- it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You will be. <laughs> no curveballs. Uh, so when you do these campaigns, uh, what would you constitute a successful marketing campaign? I know we talked about competed. So obviously, like you want to win the competed. Um, but are there other other um, factors that play into a successful campaign? And then as the second part, any return on investment that you're particularly looking for to market a successful campaign? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so for the marketing team at MetroStar, um, there's sort of like three key stakeholders that we think about. So the first one is um, like the MetroStar brand. Um, so promoting the MetroStar brand, enhancing the brand, um, making sure that everyone knows who MetroStar is, what we do, and sort of the culture that we have um, at the company and and sort of what life would look like if you were to work with us. So the brand is one piece. The second piece is how we support um, like the growth team. So the team that's um, looking for work and the team that's um, writing their proposals and things like that. How do we support them in their efforts um, to help MetroStar win more work? And then the third sort of key stakeholder is um, people. Uh, So looking at how do we attract more people to come join MetroStar? It's an awesome company to work for. How do we showcase that um, and get people excited about joining our team and supporting the federal government missions that we support? Um, so with that sort of being, those are key three stakeholders. There's a little bit of different ways that we approach how we track and um, sort of manage um the campaign, who it's targeting, and then what we would consider a success or a win um, based off of within those three sort of stakeholders who we're targeting. Um, so on the, the people side, um, you know, it's, it's a win for us if we see a campaign result in a lot more people applying to join MetroStar. Um, on the growth side, it can come in a variety of different means, and this isn't like an exhaustive list by any means, but We're looking to see that, you know, um, customers are more aware of who we are, what we do. They're starting to reach out to us um, about capabilities and, you know, they're starting to reach out to us about like, what are our services? What are our digital services? Um, What are our solutions? Can those solutions solve some of their problems? Um, And then, yeah, just it's on the growth side too. It's a lot about relationship building too. So 
How do we, you know, through that brand, that brand being the first stakeholder, how do we grow that brand? So, um, you know, other companies that want to work with us or agencies that want to work with us um, know us and, and start to become more aware of who we are and what we do. That was a great answer. <laughs> I, feel like like was, very I feel like it was long-winded. <laughs> no, that that was great. I'm like, wow, this is like a huddle kind of material <laughs> for the whole company to know. That was great. <laughs> uh, so I have sort of um, a follow-up question or like a a question to go back to what you hit upon a little bit earlier in the, the um, interview with um, going back to uh, marketing around sensitive information. Mm-hmm. So as a lot of people at Metro star, uh, a lot of people have public trust clearances. We have mm-hmm. secret clearances, you know, how, how, like, how can you market sensitive in- <laughs> material? Yeah. It can be something that's definitely challenging, right? Like how do you sort of talk about the amazing work that you're doing to support your customers while also being sensitive to the fact that there's a lot of information that you can't share or even me um, or the rest of the marketing team, there's a lot of information that we don't know because we're not cleared and we're not on that project. So yeah, it's a, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to sort of try and find that balance of how, how do we, how do we market this? How do we talk about it? So I think um, one of the things that we talk to, that we always try and think about is how can we um, sort of, I, I want to say almost generalize it, but how do we get to the core activity of the work that we're doing? So within the digital services that we provide, um, what are some of the core activities that we're doing for that customer? And we can say then on the customer side, you know, we're supporting an agency that serves these types of people. So we're not, you know, specifically saying the agency or specifically saying the group that they serve, but just sort of giving a general overview of, um, you know, who the customer is, what sort of their mission is. Um, As I said before, speaking to the core activities of what we're doing, um, some examples how that might look. It's, you know, um, if we can't say we're doing this specific thing on this specific network, um, we can say, you know, maybe it's more general, something like we're supporting unified networking or we're implementing zero trust, you know, cybersecurity architecture. Um, so really kind of just taking a step back and saying big picture wise, what does it look like? And then try and get people excited about the fact that we can do this and um, we can do it for you and, you know, your agency to meet your mission needs. Um so in a lot of ways, it some of the restrictions, like it's sometimes a challenge to think about how we market those. Um, on the other hand, really bringing it back and distilling it down to what's the core digital service that we're providing, there is potential there um, to help future customers really see, uh, oh, they did this for some other agency that I don't know. They could also do it for me. So rather than get sort of wrapped up in the nitty gritty details of the agency, the specific work that they're doing, sort of taking a big picture can sometimes be helpful in that it enables other people to see that you could do that work for them too. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the whole time you were talking about that, 
um, since I came from being a designer and designers always need like right use cases, portfolio pieces. So like, how do you share that, you know, to maybe you're looking to grow and go to another contractor? Um, like you were saying, like the people part, like hiring in. So we have all sorts of jobs, but those in like the human centered field, right? It's always those use cases and um, portfolio pieces that you should definitely always get sign off from your past clients that you can share the information. But right, if they're asking you, like, great, we talk about like blocking out the data and all that, but really distilling it down to what that core service is, right? You're speaking to other people who, you know, know what you're facing and like, oh, we've talked about like a unified network before. Like, so when you get in the interview, you can chat a little bit more, but right, those are the key words that they're probably looking for on your resume portfolio, whatever it is, that those are really great tips for, um, for people too. Yeah. I think, I think what you just said there, like the, the keywords, what are the keywords that somebody's mm-hmm. looking for that they'll be able to identify and relate to? Right. So that's always what we're looking for. And you're exactly right, Marie. Like, how do we think about that on an individual level? And then also at a, at a company level. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a hot topic with designers, right? Like, I feel like so many people have like asked when they're coming in, they're like, you know, like, just like, how do I showcase this for whatever? And they're like, oh gosh, like it's never really been answered. I feel like it's an answer now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I feel that like, um, on LinkedIn, I'm like, yeah. I never know what to put. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, like, oh. I, like I, I do work during the day, but I can't tell you. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the uh, case for anyone that's cleared, right? It's like, how do you you write a resume when you're doing stuff that, like, no one can really know about? It's like, yes, I know how to code. No, I can't show you the code. Um, No, no, I can't show you any examples of my work. It's all super classified. So, yeah. Right. But I do it. I do work. I do it. Right? Yeah. I do it. I promise, Ollie. I'm doing work for you. <laughs> Speaking of clearances and marketing, so just as like we're talking about with people, uh, so there's always, we're always looking to hire great people. As you've mentioned, the culture at Metro Star is very open and people have fun while they're doing their work that we can't talk about that we're doing. Um, but can, can you walk us through um, how you know you're marketing to the right people uh, to make sure you're hiring on for the right roles and getting great matches? And going back to your point with, especially if around the human-centered design part, you know, some people probably can't showcase necessarily their work or to your point, the coding. I think... You know, it's what you two do day in and day out every day, right? So if I'm looking at like, how do I know I'm marketing to the right person? Um, I feel like, you know, we learn tips and tricks from you all as designers about go to the end user. So if I'm, you know, trying to market to a particular agency, I'm going to go talk to the PMs within MetroStar, the project managers within MetroStar, who support that agency right now? What does that agency care about? What are they, you know, what are they passionate about? What do they love? What's sort of their biggest problem? And sort of create a persona around who I'm trying to target with my marketing efforts. Um, and and yeah, just go to who knows those individuals and sort of get a big picture of what those people care about, what they're interested in. And it's, you know, on the same, on the you know, sort of on the flip side of that, like as we're talking about people and recruiting people to join MetroStar, um, 
It's, it's going to the people we've recently hired, what's inspired them to join Metro Star, um, trying to find new creative ways to sort of meet some of those individuals, um, you know, get in front of them with our brand and making them aware of like how cool it is to, to work for us. And I think one thing that we've seen um, just in the time that I've spent with the marketing team at Metro Star is the things that we find that really resonate the most with our audience. And this is really like across the board, whether it's um, it really resonates with our customers or it really resonates with people who are looking to join Metro Star. Um, stories, pieces, whether it's like blogs or social media posts or whatever it is, things that highlight individual people at Metro Star is what really resonates with everyone. So, you know, we can you know, write a, write a blog or post a social, you know, something on social media about the cool work that we're doing. But when they hear from an individual, whether that's like a quote, a testimonial, a video of like, this is why I love doing what I do. Um, you know, this is why I'm so passionate about supporting this customer's mission. Um, that's the thing that really resonates with our audience, whether it's on the growth side or on the people side. Um, so that's something that we've really noticed and have been trying to um, grow and implement on the marketing team. How do we continue to highlight individual people and the cool work that they're doing? That's so nice. It gives you warm place working a company like that <laughs> that does support its people. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, our people, I mean, you guys know this, our people are amazing. And so mm-hmm. when you see amazing people, then you're like, yeah, I want to go work with those amazing people. So Awesome. No, I love it. That's, I think it's a cool, right? Cause you always hear about, um, the storytelling. So how the narrative, right? It's about the people, but you're still showcasing capabilities. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's cool to see how you guys have twisted, like not twisted. That sounds bad. Tweaked it, you know, come in from that angle. Yeah. And I know that like, I mean, I've said this, like when, so I've been with Metro star for uh, almost three and a half years. Um, but when I applied, like I looked at the website and I was like, wow, they're so cool. I was like, there's no way they're going to hire me. Like they're too cool for me. So, but now like I, I, I've been here and I've gotten to know people. People are really cool and people are doing cool things, both inside and outside of work. And it's just like an interesting group of, mm-hmm. of colleagues. And yeah, so yeah, that you nailed it with that. And, and really like speaking towards, um, you know, like the type of people that get brought on to Metro star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we always hear is um, whenever someone goes and takes a look at our culture guide. Um, so this is a this is a shameless plug here. If you're thinking about joining <laughs> Metro Star, go on our website and find our culture guide. Uh, we've heard lots and lots of comments from folks that have joined Metro Star and they say, man, that culture guide, that was the thing that like, I was like, I want to go work for these people. Um, the marketing team has done a really, really fabulous job. Um, I think the marketing team is like amazing and the best team, the best marketing team in government contracting. Um, but they put together that culture guide and it just, I feel like it like really highlights and is like the ethos of like who we are at Metro Star. Like there's just a lot of like fun little tidbits in there. Like, you know, so many percentage of us believe in aliens and, um, there's, (laughs) there's fun things like dog pictures in there. Um, Allison, our, our designer, her, 
her dog, Wes, Wesley is like the chief marketing officer. He's like the chief marketing officer. So there's just a lot of fun things in there that like really showcase Mm -hmm. who we are as whole people. Um, and not, not just how we are at work, but how we are at work is, is a big part of that too. So go check out the culture guide. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is kind of a good segue to another shameless plug about Metro Star. Uh, what are some uh, recent wins for growth initiatives at Metro Star, and um, how did how did those play out? And what was your role in um, getting those initiatives? Yeah, so I I feel like I wear I get to wear a lot of hats at Metro Star, which is really fun. I lo- I love that. Um, and one of the pieces, as we talked about at the beginning, that I'm focused on is looking at how we expand in the Midwest. Um, so we recently won, um, a very big award supporting the Marine Corps and a lot of the work is out here in the, in the Midwest. Um, so we're really excited about that. It's a, it's, um, a big award for Metro Star. It's going to mean a lot of really awesome, wonderful growth for us. Um, we've onboarded a number of new people just in the last month to help us support the Marines. Um, so it's something that we're, we're super, super excited about. It's something that's been a number of years in the making. Um, something that, you know, I, I help to support in a variety of, of different ways, um, ever since I joined Metro Star. So we're really, we're really excited about that one. Um, we've got a fantastic project manager who's leading that and, um, a really, really wonderful customer too. Um, I've heard a lot of great things just about, um, the leadership on the government side. Um, and it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, um, all about supporting the Marines, making sure that they have everything that they need, um, and are taken care of, um, so that they can focus on what they need to do as a Marine and, um, not worry about a lot of extra things. So it's a great customer, really great mission. Um, and we're really excited about all the growth that it means for Metro Star out here in the Midwest. So, yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. I know it was a really big celebration in Metro Star. Um, and then Liz has mentioned our huddles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, just like the slides of the new folks that are joining. Um, so it's exciting to see. Yeah. And then like uh, on Mondays, um, you get all like the list of new oh, people. Like, everyone who's joined. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of new people and they're amazing people. Yeah. Like some of them, I've gotten to, to meet and chat with a lot of the new people that we've brought on. Um, some of them have been supporting this um, federal government agency. They've been supporting the Marine Corps for like over 20 years. Um, oh, wow. And That's some cool. of them like are, are more new, but they're super passionate, super engaged, love the mission. So it's, it's really cool. Um, to see Metro Star grow, to see us um, add a whole bunch of really wonderful people to our team, um, and then to be able to continue to, to support the Marines. So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of really cool people are joining joining the team. So, nice. And uh, I, this is like a perfect uh, sort of wrap up question based on just you know a lot of new people joining. So, uh, as we wrap up our conversation with you, what um, tips, tricks, advice would you give to those who are more novice coming into a role in our industry? Yeah, I, I love that question. Um, I think I would say uh, two things. Be humble and be hungry. So, um, uh, you know, I think it's it's a something that Metro Star is super passionate about, but, but being humble, you know, 
you're going to make mistakes. Mistakes happen. You know, how do you sort of learn from those? Admit when you're wrong, fix it. Um, know that you'll not always be the smartest person in the room. And that's good. You shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. If you're always the smartest person in the room, then you're not learning. Um, so be humble is the first one and then be hungry. So um, sort of that learning piece of it. Always look for challenging opportunities. Um, we hope that you're inspired by your work. Um, always be looking for for new ways to learn something, to grow a skill, um, to help someone out. So be humble, be hungry. Oh, nice. I, I love that. <laughs> Short and sweet, but a lot of impact. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just also say thank you so much for having me on the podcast? This was a yeah. really fun conversation. Yay. Yeah. So thanks again, Ann. And uh, for those who are listening, if you're interested in growing your tech career, we're hiring many remote positions, meaning no matter where you're located in the U.S., you can find your home at MetroStar. We'll drop the link in our bio, but you can visit join.metrostar.com slash remote to explore open positions. Awesome. Well, with that, this is Mocket. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and join us next time. If you're interested in learning more about how the government and tech collide, visit metrostar.com and follow along on our socials. We're still, re we're still recording, right? So we can just like splice this in somewhere.